met this six-year-old child in this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Crunchy's Round International Roundtable. I'm your host, generally. And for tonight's Swapcast, we are delighted to be speaking with three of our extraordinary returning guests. And we've got host and creator of Fresh All Saints podcast, Jim the Ninja. We've got the host and creator of No Apologies, uh, Raven Keeper. And we've got the troublemaker himself, Dallas Jonah. Now um, gentlemen. <laughs> Hey, General Lee, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Um, even better now I'm speaking to you. So this is going to be, um, <laughs> gonna be crazy. I so can't wait for anyone to pass this all week. Go. Go ahead, i tell you what. It's been a long time, General. I'm glad to be back on with That's you. Mate. You know, Yes. You know, you, you got three troublemakers on, on the line with you now. <laughs> oh, I know. We don't shut up. <laughs> well, I know. Well, what are you talking about? I, I, I'm never in trouble. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, before we um, start recording, uh, John and Raven mentioned some some uh, strange interference on a recent episode. Do you wanna what what, what happened, Raven? Me. <laughs> Go ahead, Jonah. Oh, no, that was uh, I was just talking about uh, you know, um, everyone's favorite communist president, uh, who is a gay lover of uh, Uncle Joe Stalin. So, um. <laughs> I, I did a little bit of research, and then man, the, the, anyone who wants to like uh, be disgusted is like, um, it, it's his. Uh, her name's Perkins. I forget the first name or whatever, right? Francis okay. May or something like that. Perkins. She was his long uh, FDR's um, labor secretary. She worked for him like twelve years. But man, when uh, when you read some of the highlights from her book, it's it's literally like, oh, I was talking to Uncle Joe, and then like, I made him laugh, and you could see the sparkle in his eyes. I'm like. This gay as fuck, man. <laughs> but anyways, no, I was talking about that. But basically, I was talking about how uh, his policies all match with a, a manifesto written by the um, cousin of, uh, you know, the the Red the Red family. And then we we had a good conversation, yeah. but then all of a sudden, like both of us just got killed, like as far as our connection. So it was oh, it's kind it, of well, in, in major. What's well, that? Like, well, you know. She, uh, I'll go. I'll go. Um, what happened, y'all? Is is like Jonah cut out. It was just like he was gone. And then, not only did I get thrown out of my own conversation, but my whole Skype program shut down. 
And then when oh, we finally flashed. got, yeah, it just shut off. Like, like I had stopped it. So when we got connected back up, there were nine people in our conversation, <laughs> not just the two of us. Yeah, they said there was nine people in the room. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, who are these nine people? And they're like, you know, normally in the room, you can see the list of who it is, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, okay, right, now, right now, it says four out of five, and one of them is me because I had to decide in twice, right? Because I'm retarded. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, it was just, it was definitely an interesting because it was also like, um, it was like noon on a Friday, I think. Or two yeah. two in the afternoon on a Friday, and then all of a sudden it was just like both of us were gone. All our connections, I couldn't even get back online for like three hours. <laughs> that's, did that happen? Like, so was it? Did you say it was the Rothschilds you were talking about? No, 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 Roosevelt's, which is you know pretty much the same thing, right? Because oh, wait, wait, wait. hey, you want to know a fun thing? Fun fact, though. Mm. Have either of you heard of Clinton Roosevelt? I know uh, Raven has because I brought it up, but uh, have either of you heard of Clinton Roosevelt? I haven't. So Clinton Roosevelt uh, in uh, nineteen, or sorry, in 1841, t- about 20 years before uh, Marx wrote the science of government, the, the rule, something about natural yeah. law. Anyways, it's pretty much the exact same thing as the manifesto because, you know, that the communism is nothing more than returning to their feudal system. Of the uh, Roosevelt's, the Red Shields, and everyone else. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's a horrible book though. Like, like you can download it on archive, or you can download it from the Library of Congress. But I mean, it's it's a horrible book. Like they had to go to Carl to get like a better uh, better copy for someone to actually be able to read because that's how brutal the writing was from this Clinton Roosevelt. But then they get yeah, to the like, like you know. They they always wanted they always said you know when they married their cousins they always have to throw their family name in because they have to like lay um, allegiance too right you know so you yeah. have like Fitzgerald Kennedy oh. go ahead yeah what what um, what's the book about mate oh it's pretty much the exact same thing as the Communist Manifesto so it is like twenty years before Marx but uh, it's like the exact same thing same theory right. So like he, Marx just had to come in and plagiarize uh, the Roosevelt because he was a horrible uh, author. The thing with me is like, you know, here in the United States, people don't realize that when they call talk about social democrats, they're talking about socialism or communism. Oh yeah. Well, even then, uh, that one uh, quote about the Fabians that I read, uh, or I had, where, you know, if 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 socialists didn't exist, the communists would have to invent them. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is a whole conversation for sure. Like the, uh, like you know, the what is socialism on the you know continuum? Yeah. Well, here's the other thing, though, too, right? Is because let's be honest. Socialism, uh, socialism, communism, all that is—it's all funded by the Illuminati, all the all the texts. You know, um, London School of Economics. You know, is definitely the uh, Fabian Society. You know, so it's always it's always the wealthy who are going to run the Federal Reserve or the central bank that want to push this stuff on them because they know they're going to be the ones in charge and everyone else is going to be poor. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Now, now, I'm going to say this live on air, too. Fuck you, Lee, with fucking 1111 Janice bullshit. (laughs) For all your listeners, 
they know how I feel about Janice. Uh, you know, we had the, we had the, the New Year's Day recording where I hope Benedict was a sacrifice to him. <laughs> so fuck you, eleven eleven. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I had to, general. I had to give uh, Jonah oh, shite. I had to give Jonah shot because uh, no matter how you add the numbers up, it comes up eleven. <laughs> 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 now uh, here's the funny thing too is like um, well in fairness to lee i'll just say this is that both lee and i love that number 11 as well as seven and we just <laughs> did like a pretty big series yeah. on it so it kind of makes sense for us <laughs> yeah. no 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 uh, you know honestly yeah yeah the other thing is, though, too, like when it comes to, down to Janice and uh, man, huh, I've done what uh, six uh, six episodes with Raven. I've done uh, like four with you, Lee. Every time yeah, we're talking, nice. you know, and I'll say, uh, I'll say too, fuck what the fuck, because you know, because of him, I started because <laughs> uh, of him, I'm like, okay, and I say this out of love, so don't, no one take it wrong. I say this out of love, but I was like, man, fuck this guy, I'm gonna debunk his shit. And then I like literally started looking into Janice because of him, I'm like. Ah, uh, fuck you. You're actually right. <laughs> so. Oh. Y'all there? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting. To okay. See what we're going <laughs> to talk about next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fascinating shit, mate. Fascinating. Um, every episode we've done has been... Well, <laughs> fucking blew my mind, doesn't it? Um, no doubt. Many, many others, John. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, I yeah. got some interesting so, stuff. Maybe. Okay, cool. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Come on, John. Come on. Yeah, I got some interesting stuff. Uh, so, what? Well, Raven, you and I were talking the other night, and I was talking to you about uh, the Reich of the Black Sun. Have any, either, uh, any of you three heard of the Skoda plant in fucking uh, Czechoslovakia that was operating during like World War Two? No, Skoda I haven't. Skoda plant. Oh, what, what was what's behind that? <laughs> Man, like, uh, like that was like, there's this guy Camler, I think his name is, uh, and he was with the SS, but he literally, he was the one who are like uh, engineered like uh, the weapons. All the, he engineered, I guess, uh, this plant. They actually had, um, they had underground rocket testing and all this shit. Like literally, like they had a, a, a underground yeah. rocket testing. Yeah, allegedly yeah, they had underground like. <laughs> yeah, they had under, underground rockets. Right? That was a joke. And oh, it, it was all based out of a Skoda plant in Czechoslovakia. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyways, really actually, this will bring up uh, with Raven here. Uh, you'll enjoy this because you brought it up before. So the plant was located in Pilsen, yeah, which was um, General Patton made his beeline to Pilsen for some reason, right? So that's uh, this is where the plant allegedly was. Well, that person is where uh, General <laughs> Pack got killed, eh? So, Kiana, just yeah. let me get this straight, right? Yeah. This general has yeah, yeah. come there, like, blatantly come there for that reason, and that reason only. Yeah, no, no. So with General Patton, right? Uh, the, so at the end of the war, right? The U.S. was making a. The end of the war, the U.S. was heading towards Berlin, right? Obviously, because Berlin is the capital. 
then all of a sudden they changed their plan and they went to fucking Pilsen in Czechoslovakia or whatever, right? And yes. then they, they said that's where allegedly uh, the underground bases were, right? Or that's where um, all the high command was. And then when, when Patton actually defeated them, he died in a car crash. Or actually, no, sorry. He got in a car crash where he broke his neck and then died in the hospital like two weeks later or some shit because he, he couldn't breathe. Uh-huh. So like... Oh, oh, that also says, oh. well, like, um, what were they? What did he discover at that plant, right? Yeah, the one he did. And then you know, then you also have the uh, with that. So you have IG Farben, right? And you have uh, Skoda. How many of these corporations were actually orchestrating this entire war? Then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably a lot more than what we. Uh, anyway. The other thing yeah. about Skoda, the other thing about Skoda too, not only were they testing rockets on rail cars in in the tunnels, but that's also where they said that they were making red mercury. Yeah, uh, man, like uh, if you hear about the, this plant that was there, it's retarded. It's like it's, it had like one hundred thirty thousand workers or some shit like that, and like thirty thousand yeah. living there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's wild. Wild, <laughs> what would you what would you use a hundred and thirty thousand workers for and then have thirty germans on site oh, oh. Uh, no. <laughs> and take into consideration they only took over czechoslovakia in 1939 and this was in ni- 1945 when they found this fucking place yeah yeah it's very suspicious this one isn't it so, well, I've seen with Raven recently. Sorry, I'm still here. I've seen with Raven recently. Um, if if the U.S. won the war, why do they have a full Air Force base in uh, Iceland? <laughs> hey, yeah, they have a full Air Force base as part of Camp Century in Iceland. Should that not be there? No. Thule, like the Thule Society started in the Nazis. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, the no, Society no, started in the Nazis. You don't have their oh, name either. Sorry, go ahead. Hey, uh, I, I don't know what to say. What? What? <laughs> what? 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 This will be this will be my Shocking. next uh, point, and then I'll shut up for a little bit because I'm kind of dominating the conversation. But uh, Thule Air Force Base is actually part of Camp Century. Well, Camp Century yeah. is right near uh, Janus Island because that's in Iceland too. But uh, Janus Island in uh, Iceland also has a uh, it's an O with a cross through, which could also be a, a century or a hundred. So it's Janus 100, and then you have Camp Century there, which is the uh, portable nuclear uh, what is it reactor reactor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh... Sorry, Raven. What was that, mate? I said, "Isn't it crazy? You got the fuel, the fuel or Thule base, and they, that's where the first portable nuclear power generator was put in under the ice." Right. <laughs> under the and, ice. Yeah. If you ever want to watch, um, actually, I'll, I'll share the link with you, Lee, because it's on YouTube, but it. They oh, have yeah. the, they have a completely declassified video of the making of it. Really? 
fucking... Oh, have you got a link, a link for that, John? Yeah, I'll share it with uh, you before you post right, the okay. recording. Uh, yeah. The other thing, the other thing to think about this is in Antarctica, all the bases that they built down there, what you see yeah. on the surface is nothing. Most most of it is under the ice. <laughs> Do you know something, Raven? It's good to say that because there's been like um, not too much of an increase, but you can see more and more. Stuff related to Antarctica coming through, like on like shorts and a bit here and there on YouTube. I love it. I think it is. It's one of those those like uh, those realms where it's no, no matter what, fake or not fake, it's just one that'll always be like super fascinating for me. Hollow Earth. It's just fucking. It's just, you know, like when there's a conspiracy or whatever, and it just stands out to you. Yeah. That's what that stands out to me, Hollow Earth. I just love the whole idea of it. Now, now I'm going to have to actually, uh, since you brought it up, I'm going to have to say this again. Where the fuck is the other 18? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Raven, Raven and I, our listeners will know this, but uh, if you go on Google Math or Maps or Google Earth, yeah. you cannot drop a pin north of 81 degrees. You cannot drop a pin north of 81 degrees. Where the fuck is the other 18 degrees if you have the eastern and western or north and southern hemisphere or whatever? Where the fuck is it? Where is it? Where is the other 18 degrees? He's talking about the latitudes. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, the, also, the longitude. also, it won't let you physically do it. Nope. It does not huh? exist above 81. That's interesting. <laughs> well, you know, my you know all okay. if if you can't if you can't stick a pin if you can't stick a pin above eighty one or below eighty one, what the heck is there? Well, the whole Earth, right? And then uh, which is also because then you, if you do uh, if you do it from the two hemispheres, right? Then you get eighteen because the nine plus nine is eighteen, right? Well, yeah. if you do eighteen divided by three, you get six six six, and then the box saga, you get hell. True. Oh, nice, nice, John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other thing too, on the on the north end, when you talk about the Arctic, there's the Black Rock, and and you can't see it on Google, you can't see it on maps unless you go back to the old cartography. But the interesting thing is, if you look at the wind currents that they show blowing through there, there is something huge up there that the wind currents go around and focus on the backside of. I think there's something really interesting up there as well, Raven. And I also will just say to the 666 um, thing that Jonah brought up that, well, in Vedic astrology, 666 is the magic number of the sun. So it's often used in state rituals. So I always think that's quite interesting. Nice. Nice. I love, I like and that. then you have uh again too you have the Janus connections too, right? Because um there's the Janus Island in the north and the south, but then you know, um Janus is also possibly Draco to Draco mythology and Janus also or Draco or whatever. Um he put both those Ursus up in the sky, right? And mythology. <laughs> I could see I could see it that, having like an association with uh, the dragon and not being like Janus is like the, the you know built up myth, mythological figure, more of a placeholder for yeah, like a dragon figure. I could see that. Incredible. <laughs> well, you know, 
I'm glad to be on with you, Jen. I was going to ask you a question because I have looked at it and I've looked at it in three or four different layouts. When, when you guys are doing Vedic astrology, do you take into account the second moon? Well, uh, okay. So I'm not an astrologer. However, uh, I only understand um, astrology. Well, I mean, I do understand some elements of Vedic astrology in the sense that we had to do it for the series. And also, I know planetary magic. So I do understand it in that way. But uh, like, I'm not a, you know, that, that's a whole wisdom science of it on its own. And I'm just, I'm not, I can't say I am. However, I will say that we have two shadow planets, which is the north and south node of the moon, which is also the dragon planet. So in a way, we account for two positions or two like shadows of the moon, but we don't like say it's a secondary moon. And I had to step away for a second, but, uh, you know, the other thing that's interesting about Draco is um, you have Omicron Draconis, which is 322.93, 322.93 light years away. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, oh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. He said it was 320. 322, oh. so you get skull and bones, and then you got 93, that's Lima. 322.93 is what they say is uh, Omicron, like Omicron. You just couldn't they make it up, Yeah, you, you couldn't make it up, John. It's, it's sort of blatant. Um, I think it's quite impressive, I'll be honest with you. Impressive. <laughs> well, uh, just don't give a shit, do they? Well, the thing that Jonah and I keep bringing out is that if you look at the tangents, eventually it comes back to either one person or one organization that's connected all the rest of them. So no matter yeah. what you're looking at, it, 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 it runs back through that spider web, um, sometimes to another spider web, but all these things are connected. Numbers, symbology, um, it, it split somewhere in Persia and went east and west, or it came from the east and blended. I, I couldn't tell you which, but all these things are interconnected. And unfortunately for us, it always goes back to the, <laughs> it always goes back to the two headed God. Yeah. Two face gods. It's, uh, it's crazy. Really crazy. Well, uh, the other thing is too, and I, I didn't have any time to you know, consume this, uh, but that book that I shared with you there, uh, Raven, uh, the, the Reich of the Black Sun, they also go in how to 322 goes into DNA manipulation. And so how do they know this going back all the way to the um, Babylon yes. or the Hittites? How do they know this? Um, I've heard something along those lines, uh, John. Good shout. Yeah. Really good shout that. Uh, going back to Adam, I believe. I don't know how, um, how true it is, John. Oh, I got this. Just, just what? Um, so um, when you bring up Adam, right? Yeah. Well, who was who the first great king of uh, Babylon? Do you know who that is? The mighty hunter? Nimrod. Yeah. Well, guess what? Why was Nimrod so strong? Because he wore his ancient garments, the skin of Adam. Of Adam. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, I'll tell you what now, mate. 
if if anybody, I'll give a big huge shout out here to Robin Marks. He goes into detail on uh, Nimrod as being the first skinwalker. Hundred percent. He's got literature going back um, that it's the skin of Adam saw Jonah. That's absolutely fucking yeah. mint, that, mate. I love it. Yeah. And generally, we just discussed, remember, we just discussed the use of mm-hmm. human skin yes. in tantric yes. rituals. So, you know, it all comes around. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's what I love about it. What I love about it, you. It just, uh, how talented. Well, the other thing is, though, too, in, uh, sorry. Uh, I can be over- <laughs> I can be overwhelming in the conversation, but um, the other thing that is um, now the, the you know these people the two-headed god right then or they also have the Noah, but uh, what is the two-headed god or the phoenix you know or the double-headed eagle represent is that they can see the future and the past right, so that's what they're trying to show by having the two heads the two faces. Right, and then you go back, and the oldest known uh, double-headed eagle is actually is a massive. It's carved in a stone at um, in Turkey. It's called the Sphinx. It's at Sphinx Gate too. So that's like you know the Sphinx in Egypt. Oh right, okay. Yeah, and then so they have a double-headed eagle carved in a stone there. But the reason they have the double-headed is because they allegedly have the knowledge pre and post, uh, you know, diluvian or the flood. So you have these small handful of people who remember prior to the flood, allegedly, who've been using the astrology, et cetera, to manipulate us for the last three, four thousand years, which six thousand. Yeah, there we go. We know the interesting thing too is is uh I've got a friend who's uh well he's passed on now, but he used to meditate and he was like one of the best as far as I'm concerned, because he stayed that way all the time. And he always pointed out he always pointed out to me that prophecy is nothing more or less than history in reverse. Hey, I like that, Raymond. Well, it's, it's <laughs> these esoteric, well, these esoteric groups, and yeah. and folks, if you haven't heard me say it before, or you haven't heard my podcast, when I when I talk about esoteric knowledge, that is knowledge that is kept it within a very small group of people and kept from the public. And uh, the reason why they do that is so that they can use their knowledge to manipulate you and me and everybody else. But the fact that history is that prophecy is history in reverse just means that they know these cycles. They know the signs in the sky by, you know, I call it the clock in the sky, but they know when certain things are going to come. They know that during certain planetary alignments that they can do something and it'll work. Um, And they use that knowledge that they've kept to themselves against you. And that's the reason why I do the esoteric and occult studies the way I do. Yeah. 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 I mean, I get, yeah. Sort of like a bit of protection for yourself, mate. Um, and like, uh, like I just brought up on our most recent recording there is, um, you go back to 1951, I think it's Nelson, right? Uh, Raven, uh, yes. from RCA. So RCA decided that they wanted to do all this research because, um, they needed to figure out for radio, right? Why, why everything's all again, mangled right so then uh, he he does all his research and realizes planetary alignments yeah yeah what and he he went went off that theory 
yeah, yeah well, planetary what alignment. Is, Go ahead. What it is, planetary alignments will either amplify or decrease or or create their own radio signals. Interesting. Well, and that, that especially with radio signals, right? Yeah. Well, but that also goes to you can pretty much if if you know when you were born and you know what planetary alignments you know the 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 triangulation or the quadrangles or whatever you're born under. These yeah. people that keep this esoteric knowledge can literally know exactly what you're going to be like as you grow up and go through things. That's the reason why they try to influence you so much in school. It's because they know what you're going to be, but if they can get you to conform. Then you're not going to be hey. something they can't control. Hey, yes, mate. Give me a child, Mister Seven. I'll show you the man, right? Uh, is as well, what's his name? Uh, Loy- Loyola said. Mm-hmm. That's all they want, mate. And it control manipulation, getting one of the young. Well, and, and it also dampens whatever energy or strengths that they would have. You know, we, there are certain planetary alignments that will make you a very big warrior or it'll make you a genius or it'll make you uh, artistic. Um, it might make you a leader among men. Well, hell, they don't want that. No, no, so, no, no. Yeah. So by, by being able to control you young and process you through and think about it, they did this and they've done this as far back in history as we can tell, you can go back to Babylon, you can go through Persia. They've always, <laughs> excuse me, they've always yeah. taken care of the control of young people in some way to prevent them from being what they might be. Um, one of the, one of the best examples of somebody who actually achieved what they should have is Alexander the great, like him or don't like him. He was reared and they used his strengths to make him stronger. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what, I mean, you know, Raven, that you don't even have to be like in a secret society to like, know that, like, I mean, I know what my, is. I know what my nakshatra is. I know what my planetary strengths and weaknesses are. Raj yoga is all of that. Like that's that's not that esoteric. Well, but for the general population to understand those things, it might might as well be esoteric, because most of them have been convinced that it's it's you know fooey. It doesn't mean anything. Don't pay any attention to it. It's it's new age bullshit. They've been told all these things for all these years, so that they don't pay attention to them. Which is just just as you know, it, it keeps them just as ignorant of the reality. Yeah. No, you're you're totally right about that. I I don't know. I just I guess that we I've done such like most of the times I've appeared like on this show or. On the other shows, it's always been like for more of an occult audience. I'm not quite used to people who don't already believe it. Well, or, well, it's not even a matter of belief; it's knowledge. But the fact of the matter is, is most people call it a belief system, and and they 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 say that it, you know it doesn't matter and it doesn't make any difference because they've been taught that for so long. And then when you, when you talk about when you talk about the three major religions, Christianity, Catholicism, and Islam. You know, those are the three major that I talk about, the Westerners. Um, they have been told that it is, you know, conjuring and sorcery. Don't do it. Well, I, I have uh, two points on that. So, you know, I've always said, like, um, you know, I've, I've done a fair bit of, uh, you know, knocking people out more or less. But um, anyways, so I, I've always said, you know, you look at, like, uh, meditation or you look at that and they, they, they point it out as, like, hippie foo-foo like uh, you know weak shit right instead of like warrior training and then mm-hmm. the other thing on your point about christianity 
how the fuck are you going to be, you know, how, how are you going to be like following Jesus, the Essene, and not be into mysticism? Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'm that way myself, like with more like the Western, but um, with like with me doing the series with Jin on the Tantric Fountain, it's just opened a whole new fucking world up for me. Uh, and it really is. It's just beyond fascinating. It just seems endless as well. Well, then, what I was pointing out is, though, Jesus is said to be in a scene, who, like a, a, a group who literally did, like just disconnected from entire society and fo- focused on mysticism. Yet Christians mm-hmm. believe that they should not focus on uh, mysticism at all. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. I we grew up Catholic, so for me, I, I'm like I don't know, but like, it was all. You know, the saints are very, there's a lot of like folk practices and all of that. So I just, I don't know, for me, it was always like very ritualized and magical. I don't know. Maybe that's my, just because of my localization or like, you know, cause I do know like American when I was on Deportable Janet, I know Raven also did that. So we should shout her out. Um, yes. But yeah, sorry, Raven, go ahead. Oh no, no. Yes. Shout yeah. Janet out. Yeah. And, uh, so I just, you know, I know, but I know American Protestantism is much more, um, it has, it's much less ritualized. So well, I, I, I grew know. up Catholic too. And um, anyone who wants to check me out, this is my uh, first communion. Um, you know, you can go to uh, New York Patriot and you go to um, the Two-Faced uh, Deception or the Wolf and Sheep's Clothing with, I did with him. I even showed my first communion on there just for fun. But um I, I would say more so like with my at least interaction um and it's, it's it's more about the putting you in your place as uh, uh among their sheep and then they call themselves vicarious defeat or whatever which uh which is actually saying that they are the vicar of christ the replacement so you know Jen, where were you brought up in Catholicism? Uh, in Canada. Uh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. See, I, I, I know that if you go to, go to into different, like in, in South America, Catholicism is very different than what you see here in North America. In the you States. know, we do have, especially, um, we do have, it is more, it's not exactly like, it's not exactly like that, but because we have such, um, such, uh, French and uh, indigenous kind of like influence on Catholicism. Uh-huh. It is, it does have a more syncretic. There is more in common in some parts of of the country that is more maybe Mexican. You could say it's not Mexican or mestizo, but it has that kind of flavor. There's an mm. element of that, and like a very strong um, French Canadian Marian devotion, especially to like Saint Anne and some of the like uh, more grandmother saints. And, you know, some communities didn't have priests, so there would, you know, they would have, like, grandmothers do, like, weekly liturgies and different things like that. So you have this, like, kind of Our Lady of the Prairies, Our Lady of Lords. You have this kind of, like, focus on the female saints and the apparitions. More more matriarchal. 
Now, the one thing I'll ask you, Jen, and I'm not being like um, xenophobic or anything, but I'm assuming you probably grew up more of a uh, Asian culture within Canada than myself, who was white trash Canadian, right? Um, I mean, I'm very close to like my Asian culture, yes. <laughs> but well, I mean, I'm just I, I, as grew far up, as like... I just grew up like very millennial Toronto. Like we didn't really, you know, like race was like a thing because only because we like we grew up with our grandparents but it wasn't like a thing as that we thought about no but i was like more so asking like when, when the church you went to it was probably like you know and the, when the catholic churches i went to it was like all like you know white um you know like you can't you can't even bastardize what your um version of white they are you know what i mean whereas i'm assuming you probably had more of a like um a back home sense right just in toronto where you know what i mean <laughs> I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of churches in Toronto, so there's like very white churches, and then there's very like um, you know ethnic churches. Like there's a Filipino church, uh, Young and Bloor, or it's not a Young and Bloor, Shelburne and Bloor, and then there's yeah, that's kind of you know, but there's like, but the, you don't, we didn't go to like one like that. We went to like a more French Canadian kind of okay. that did like yeah, I, I just went to um well. Uh, I, I know I would have been in like um well Fort Erie is one of the places you know so it's like literally you know what I mean it's Fort Erie is like Fort Erie is like you know it's uh it used to be it's nothing now right but they used to have the um menthol plant there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah yeah okay. So yeah, it's gonna be a different cultural experience. It's kind of hundred percent, no, but I do know like being like the different churches that i do know that there is this uh, like a tradition of like french canadian strong veneration throughout the country oh yeah of certain marian apparitions as well as like certain saints are very popular and especially in the prairies like you were yeah. you know you were talking about that pre-recording and you know in winnipeg the saint joseph is very venerated um yeah. among like indigenous elders and different things so there's just it's a different there's a different flavor but it doesn't really oh you know, oh, you it doesn't, it doesn't exist as much. You just opened me up, but first, um, Notre Dame and uh, Notre Dame Cathedral in Montreal is awesome. But you just opened me up uh, here, Mate T. Um, did I bring that up with last time I was with you too? I don't think I did. But um, why we is it that? Uh, we, oh, we did talk about it. Damn, I was gonna say, why is it that uh, like our half native and half uh, French are named after the Hellenic god? <laughs> Oh, and I just found more information. Um, and I just told Raven this is <laughs> so. I think last time I talked, when well, I talked to you too, I also mentioned how there's uh, Mount Babel in Quebec, and then you have um, yes, the Micmac, which is the Acadian. Well, uh, you know, Newfoundland, Newfoundland. So, uh, as in another conversation, and then I know that uh, Newfoundland has a ton of different dialects. So I decided to look it up, and um, it's officially registered as having 69 dialects. That's not joking, right? 69. Uh, you know, 72 was the, the Mount Babel, right? But they have 69 di- dialects in of um in uh, Newfoundland, allegedly. So I'm like, oh, 69 out of the 72 are there too, right? What's the new problem? Well, with uh, Mount Babel right there, right? So then uh, Mount Babel would be the uh, story of Nimrod. 
and then you have the literally the, like the diameter matches like for the the you know the circumference matches what it should be in um, ancient literature, and then you have the Akkadian tribe, which is right there, or Akkadian. And then so Newfoundland is actually, you know, it would also be considered what would have been Akkadian tribal history, right? In history, they would have been Akkadian property. And then they have 69 dialects in the province. And yeah. the, the, uh, when, when God separated them all, there were 72 created, right? Or whatever. So I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that area, that area right. has 69, 69 out of 72 dialects. So somewhere on this planet, somewhere are the other three dialects that would be similar. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely an interesting, that's another thing. Like, uh, every time I look into this, like, well, then you also have, uh, if you look at the old uh, cartography of um, North Pole, right? In the hollow earth theory or whatever. It, it literally yeah. looks like there's uh, the old cartography. They have the, like the four islands that are divided that kind of like, um, they kind of describe uh, Garden of Eden, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and then you have Black Rock sitting in the center of it. I can never, I can never remember what they actually call. I just call it Black Mountain. <laughs> yeah, the World Mountain or Exodus or. Well, you know, it's interesting too because that lore, when you talk about the four islands on the North Pole with the giant mountain in the middle of it, that goes back to a lot of different lore around the planet, not just. The Norse or Native American. Yeah. No, like. Uh, actually, you know? actually, my... Sorry, go ahead, John. Yes, Ray. Jim. I was just going to say, uh, have you um, noticed anything specific? Yeah, I mean, we covered this so many times. You know, the great churning of the supernal waters. They tie mm -hmm. the snake around the giant rock on the four continents of heaven. They, they pull the snake both uh, the gods and the asuras on either side then the yes. poison comes out shiva swallows the poison tara has to descend from the carnal ground give shiva the breast milk and then he turns into a little boy you know this story generally we've told but, this so uh, many times here's the yes, fun part yes. too the reason the reason i'm bringing it up though is mount babel if it's in quebec and not uh you know not in the middle east it's right there by the North Pole, which is also the Garden of Eden, right? So that makes a lot more sense from the flood landing in uh, Quebec, you know what I'm saying? Hey, do you know something you said? Why don't you say that, John? Because maybe if, uh, you know, if it was that bad, that extreme flood, it could have caused uh, the ground to shift. Surely yes. it's um, capable of um, splitting up the fucking planet, really. Yeah. Oh, of oh. that force, actually, imagine. <laughs> It, here's, yeah. Uh, here's another one. Don't you Raven? You know what I mean, don't you, mean? Oh yeah. Well, you know the thing about the thing about Mount Babel in in Quebec is the fact that it is the exact. They said one third of it left was left above the ground. Well, if you look at the height, <laughs> it matches. If you measure around the outside of it, it matches. Oh, and really? It's, 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 all, it's all in in lines up. As if yeah. that is fucking the place. Yeah, I did a I did a podcast of my own about it before Jonah and I started talking about it. But I tell, it, I tell you what, baby, I remember. Yeah, I, I remember about a year ago. A year ago, you mentioned this to me. Yeah, it meets all the necessary requirements as far as diameter and height. And there's a lake around it now. Um, and what's the story, though, right? 
Yeah, well, how to get his name is because a fucking Jesuit showed up and his last name was Babel. I hear yeah. the word Jesuit and I know it's a lie. They're always talking no. about trying to find the Grand no. Sphinx. All right. They're always talking about trying the to Grand find Sphinx. the Grand Sphinx. A lot of people the think Grand the Grand Sphinx. Sphinx is the one that's in Egypt right now. But the problem right. is, is there, there is a giant one. That sits right on the on the uh, junction in the Grand Canyon here in the United States. Yeah, I mean it's huge. It's 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 one of the biggest sphinxes on the planet. And then you've got one in South America. You got one underneath the water off the coast of Florida. There's one over in uh, I want to say Ser- Serbia or Bosnia or one, one of those countries over there. There's yeah. one in India. Um, they look like they've been melted, but they're still, you can still see the outline of the Sphinx just fine, but those are much bigger. All of those are much bigger than the one that's in Egypt. Yeah. Crazy. Isn't it? I will say something, um, we just, what you just mentioned then Raven about the, from the Indian, um, realm and you said it looks melted. Um, again, bringing up Tantric, but since looking at some of the architecture, especially those religions, it's fucking crazy. I don't know how they achieve that back there. No, you're totally right, generally. I, um, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I mean, some of the, and this is what I kept saying, like when we were doing this series, it's like people kind of like ignore, like they're sitting, sleeping, they're sleeping on the South Asian stuff because honestly, there are so many like rock cut temples that are just like cut out of like, it's like lasers almost. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, like the said, other thing, it's like well, like they're being welded, uh, uh, Raven. Fucking crazy. Sorry, John. Sorry. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. Sorry about that. Um, there was a guy who just did a video using a laser, and he made a cut to match one of them that was done in uh, Tibet. And really? uh, yeah, oh, he yeah. just—it's a video that's—I'll see if I can find it again, but. Literally, he used a laser and cut into stone, just like they did those temples over there. And and I'm telling you, if you look at that stuff, it, it it's so precise yeah. that laser is the way to do it. And they cut yeah. it into the rock, not out of it. Into? Okay. Did that look about to be? They have temples that are so, cut into the rock, not yes. out of rock. Yes. Hey, well, the other thing is, though, too, is, right, um, our entire reality Great. is nothing more than light and sound waves, right? <laughs> so, I mean, to use that, to use light or to use sound to cut things, too, it wouldn't be that hard, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, to use also uh, light waves, right? Obviously, lasers. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just, and the other thing to remember, too, right? And this is what just annoys me so many times about so many people. It's like, man, like we know for a fact, and I don't, I don't care what the Smithsonian tells you. There used to be fucking giants here. So if you're a yeah, giant, yeah. and you're built like, um, if you're a giant, and then whatever, like the Bering Strait isn't that fucking far for you if you're a giant. You know what I mean? And you're t- three times as, t- as tall as w- like I am. You know, if you're 18 instead of uh, six feet, you know, you could probably just stand there and look and see Russia because I could probably see it on a good clear day, right? Because it, well, you can't on the island, but I mean, like. You know, I mean, Bering Strait is only like 60 kilometers yeah. from Russia to the USA. Yeah, it's surprising how close it is, isn't it? Really a surprise. Yeah. 
And here, here's another one I'll throw out. Uh, I brought it up with uh, Raven before, but uh, the Tlingit tribe, right? Tlingit, T-L-I-N-G-I-T. Oh, I'm when familiar the, with this. Yeah. yeah, when the Russians first came to America from yeah. Siberia, these people had two-story fucking homes <laughs> in the 1800s. And there's actually, like, there's personal journals from, like, the Russians saying, hey, th- these people have two-story houses. But we're talking, we're talking out there running around uh, in Inglis, in teepees. <laughs> well, what's the tribe's name again? Tlingit. T-L-I-N-G-I-T. Tlingit. T-L-I. They're on the far, the far west coast, generally, like Vancouver. Right, right. Tlingit. Tlingit. Now, when, uh, like, again, too, when the Russians first came over, and their personal journals, like, the one Russian who led, like, uh, the Russia's version of the East India Trading Company, when he first came to America, he's like, and in his personal journals, he's like, uh, these people have, like, two-story houses, and they didn't have them in Russia at that time. That's fucking crazy, and, that. It really is. Yeah. You know, the thing about history so, is, is so much of it did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But they, they sound like um, they were a lot more advanced. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Well, you know, it's like the Cherokee. They always say Cherokee lived in longhouses made out of wood. That is true for some, but most yeah. of them had stone. Stone. They were stonemasons. They had stone homes. <laughs> All oh, right, so they would, they would have been like the equivalent of being advanced amongst like other native tribes. Well, they they built houses out of river rock. Yeah. Oh, and the other Hold thing on. too is right. Um, not only do you have the cocaine mummies, so obviously they're across the Atlantic that way, right? But um, if you go to like the the Almec or whatever. If you look at oh, them and you tell me they're not, uh, if you look at them and tell me that, that they're not like African or black or whatever you want to call it, I don't know what the politically correct term is today, but um, as far as ethnically, yes, they're, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, Dr. You know, we had Dr. Robert on generally and I, we had Dr. Robert yes. a couple of weeks ago. He definitely would agree with you, Jonah. I'm not quite there with the old mac heads i personally i don't see that but that's just me but you know i'm i'm open to the i'm open to all ideas really yeah. yes. uh, here's another one too. Um, yeah. um, sorry John, uh here's another one though too is um the mayans i think it is uh especially from the yucatan right their hieroglyphs are said to be older than egypt's Oh yeah, and, and then if you go back and you like, um, I'll give a shout out because it was uh, what's what's his name now? Um, the archivist of analog or something like that. Uh, oh, listen I... to him. Um, what he does is he pulls like news clippings. What's that? That new podcast. Uh, yeah. Well, he's on YouTube. What he does is he pulls news clips from like the eighteen hundreds and nineteen hundreds and whatever, and he um just reads them. <laughs> you know, like what the news was back oh, then. Nice. So, like, yeah. uh, the one I was watching, like, um, literally, they're talking about that the hieroglyphs in the Yucatan match Egypt, and they're actually older than Egypt, allegedly. And this was, like, common news in the 1890s. Yeah. Well, you know, the yeah, other thing, too, oh, sorry, sorry, Red, yeah, go ahead. 
Well, no, the other thing I was going to add is that um, they have recently dated that pyramid. I'm trying to remember where it was at. Um, they've recently dated a pyramid back 26,000 years. 26,000 years. So, wow. so they, has the tree of life in its basement, right? But, but, you know, my whole point here is, is we know, you know, even, even the pyramid that's in Egypt, we know that it had water damage, which means it has to be at least, at least before the last ice age. And that would be like 13,000 years old. <laughs> Shit, man, that's so 23,000. Well, I'm at this point now that I don't even believe in about the 23, like the ice age, uh, man, the ice age could be a thousand years ago. It go the way they teach us, right? <laughs> You know, I look through tree rings, I look through all the different things that, yeah, that yeah. all the stuff that they get. The best we can figure is that Ice Age was about 12,000 years ago. Yeah. Now, um, here's the other thing, too, is I recently saw the way they were trying to say that they found some tools like a million years ago. Look at how the fuck you know it was a million years ago even with your science okay first off you thought the covid vaccine was actually safe and effective so don't tell me anything about that <laughs> yeah you're fine mate yeah. you know the thing um, you get into um, like they use they use uh radioactive decay well that's okay if you have a consistent decay rate but we know that the electron bombardment that we're getting right now it's, it's like six and it's like six and eight thousand. We know that this radioactive, these electrons that come in, actually increase the decay rate. So, if we had periods of high electron um, output from the sun, that's going to affect the decay rate and make those numbers completely useless. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anything about no, like um? Would you think that will be deliberate, Raven? You know, they've been trying to hide all the history that they can. You know, like all the Egyptian art and and uh, and East Indian artifacts found in the Grand Canyon. So why wouldn't they hide other stuff? But the other well, thing I, to... I was Go gonna say I, I would disagree with you there a little bit, Raven, because I think a lot of it too is just because you get your scholarship and then you're too you're too stupid to realize. I mean, you're too intelligent to, or too sorry, too educated to realize how retarded you are. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, educated idiots. <laughs> Yeah, you got well, I mean, yeah. you know, they get so focused on yeah. one Definitely. thing themselves as well. Mate, let's not forget all bothered about his money and himself. Well, that's the other thing about like this uh, Rockefeller education system, right? No, um, you know, even like with the COVID thing, right? Everyone knew that Fauci was lying, he's a piece of shit scumbag. <laughs> But none of them can come out and say it because then they're going to be like, oh, oh, he's he's a he's a doctor. And then I'm going to read my doctor by just saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You know, just keeping my eye out, John, on that. Um, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That, that was that was me. I was retired. I saw right. it twice. We used to um, get loads of raving, loads of interference. But we started having it um, again recently. Uh, Jim Wilk. Yeah, sometimes we have had, well, I think it was more because it's always conceptual ideas, right? Like, that's all we really, I mean, we talked about they're goddesses, but they're not really goddesses. Like, they are, but they're also not. So I think, 
yeah, I think that sometimes you invoke the power of it when you speak on something. So that's, you know, we, we definitely have that <laughs> happen. No, this but, one was definitely me, though. I know I signed in twice because I was retarded. No problem. No problem, mate. Now, speaking of goddesses, um, now, goddess Columbia. Columbia? Yeah, she stands out in the, she stands out in the harbor in New York. Yes. When they when they created the USA, they tried to create a goddess. No, 100% because that's what they they try and build a kingdom to seal the abyss. No shit. You know, that's what that's what they do. That's kind of like the whole idea of like temple building and the Vedic Shastras. It's like it's always to it's always the principles. There's like multiple principles of architecture and they they just they literally do it and then people go say, oh, it's Freemasonry. But the reality is, is like the same principles that are in Freemasonry are in like a million other things. If you just like read the text and, you know, you'll get it. So, you know, just like let's demystify it. You know, they wanted to install a kind of personification of a goddess in the new world. That totally makes sense because that's what, all the other cities were. All the other cities had deities installed in the cities. Shanghai still has a city god. It's called the Shanghai City God. So I just, I mean, they, that, that's very, very interesting. Like, they always try and create the heavenly bureaucracy on Earth. Well, they also have to uh, destroy the actual culture that was here originally. Because, I mean, like, uh, the, the one that's always best when you're looking at North America... San Francisco, 1803, was like uh, whatever created. And what, for the gold rush, that was 100 miles across the mountains range? 100 miles? Yeah, and they had the World's Fair there. But um, the the other thing is, like, if you look at, like, the city that was, uh, like, if you look at, the, like, the photos from, like, 1806 or whatever, or whatever, I think it is that there's photos that, like, literally within three years, they built up an entire city for, like, 100,000 people. And this was supposed to be a gold rush, like, you know, beating hookers in, uh, you know, at the saloon type scenario. But then this city's all built up. Yeah. So, no, uh... Well, historically, they say that San Francisco was a slow growing, progressive, you know, it progressed slowly. And, and they show on, on history, they show you they, they lived in you know, like tents, army style tents at the time and this and that and the other. But in fact... The city was massive, and it looked much like New York or Chicago. Oh, like it does now, like so it was like like really built up. Yeah, it was really built up. It wasn't a frontier city; it was a huge ass city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with like all kinds of masonry and all kinds of like other stuff, like that definitely was. From what you're told about that city. Um, yeah, none of it makes sense if you look into it. And then, no. uh, like, like you're supposed to believe that it was like this, um, rundown town where, you know, you go to, you'd be out, uh, trying to find gold all day and then you beat the hooker in the saloon at night, right? Well, yeah. the, the gold mine's like, uh, the gold mine's like a 10 hour drive or something like that across the mountain range today. Yeah. Crazy, <laughs> just, just the thought of it is just craziness. 
Well, now let's go back to the establishment of the United States. First of all, they came in here and they flooded, they flooded the old megaliths. I mean, there's two of them flooded up in Tennessee. There's one of them that's flooded behind the dam here in North Carolina. These are megalithic structures. And then we we also have the other ones that they hid, you know, by putting the dam in the uh, uh, Colorado River. Uh, but, Raymond, so, sorry, mate. Are these uh, well-known hieroglyphs? Are they they're not not the known ones? Megaliths. Oh, giant, sorry, giant, giant, giant so Are they huge? Have you got any pictures of them or anything? Um, you can find some pictures that were taken oh. of the ones in Tennessee before they flooded it. Tennessee, what they call it? Um, it's 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 a Cherokee old city is what we call it. Um, but yeah, what they did is they flooded it and then they made it illegal to scuba dive there. <laughs> you think that if anything that would attract more scuba divers? I mean, something like that underwater. You would be arrested and put in federal federal prison if you tried to dive there. Really, fucking hell, man! <laughs> That's extreme. Isn't it? But there are pictures of the of the giant stones and and the some of the structures that were there that they they managed to get before they flooded it. But but you know, yeah, exactly. Tennessee, you say, yeah, in Tennessee, behind the behind the dam up there. I'll see if I can find you the the link oh, for thanks, it. Man. Yeah, and uh, yeah. John jo- or Joe Levy or whatever. Um, he re- he does the one where he talks about like uh, Memphis or whatever. And if you look at that, they have like these like high rises that were allegedly built in like. 18, uh, like 1860 in the middle of like the u.s civil war and it's just like none of that makes sense you know because like uh, you also compared the story of the city um it was like run out you know because uh, it was just after the trail of tears so no one lived there but allegedly they built up all these high rises right yep yep well you know and the other thing too though i wanted to go back to the establishment of the country because we got jen on with us you know, there are a lot of people who say that this country was established under a female deity so that they could destroy it eventually. Yeah, that would make that would make sense. That would oh. make sense to me. Just like how been, Well, Mama, they are destroying it. <laughs> well, no, it, they, that's what they do. They and then they divide it. Well, the Vedic or the not the Vedic story, sorry. The Puranic story is that they divide the body into six or 51 pieces. So there you would get your six, which is a, the number of state ritual. But there's always a hidden one. There's always like, it's never just seven. It's always eight. There's never just eight. It's always nine. You know, that's sort of how it goes. But generally, it's to divide the body. Well, because, okay, so when India gained independence, they sort of did this thing where they said Mother India, and they had all this like, um decolonization propaganda it's not propaganda per se but it's just that's what i'm calling it because it was like for mass mass media so they would give it out and then people would kind of say oh this is a real goddess it's the mother india we live on the body of mother india and it's like apotheosis of right like it's just the apotheosis of the land so i think they probably have that kind of like I'm not, I'm very unfamiliar with like Roman paganism or any of that. So, but I feel yeah. like it, it, there's a similarity. I feel like there's uh, something that speaks to it. With the Roman, right? That's, um, that one, they just, uh, that's the, that's going to be completely different, but you just introduced me to something, uh, Tiamat, uh, the, um, what you call it, the Sumerians, right? Obviously. So Tiamat is defeated by Marduk. Yes. And then we're living in her stomach or whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah, like that's you know the Tundra story is very very similar, very 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 similar. So now I got I got an interesting question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I got an interesting question for you because I, I was actually when I was listening today, obviously as uh, about um, like World War II stuff. But um, now, I guess with the Japanese, they say like uh, this is what this book alleges that they come from like uh, blonde-haired uh, aliens. <laughs> Have you ever heard that one? You know, I'm not. I'm not an alien uh, guy. I like. I know. Like, I don't believe in aliens personally. So no, but me, I'm saying like as far as that. Um, like I know. Like obviously, India ha- has its ties to um the Scythians or the Aryans or whatever you want to call it, right? Because yes, you have yes. the Indo-Aryan, whatever. But um, I, like I'm saying, like this one though, basically alleges that the, the blonde hair, blue eyed, whatever, were in Japan, and that's how their society uh, began. I'm like, uh, that's not something I've ever heard before. But uh, you know, I've never heard that before. But it's definitely interesting. It is very interesting, uh, especially with the the blonde hair, blue eyes, John. Well, well, the other thing too is if you go uh, theogony, right, uh, or whatever. Now, this is uh, uh, I can't really ever, I can't ever really, you know, uh, assign it. But I do, I fully believe in the, um, the you know, the, like the five uh, different races, the five elements, the five everything, right? As far as the beginnings, yeah. right? Well, yeah, you know, the interesting thing here with us is like. Uh, the Cherokee have a lot of people who are throwbacks. They'll have the dark skin, but they'll have reddish hair. <laughs> yeah, so I'd like a bit of, bit of everything, really, Raven, like, like that yeah. kind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, our people talk about the, the light-skinned people who came here before Euro- Europeans finally came over here and, and destroyed the place. Um, yeah. but, but we were visited by several different groups of people. Well, here's the other fun thing that uh, I was gonna say. Here's the other fun thing. Then, if you like, I'm going back that way. Uh, so, you know, um, if you look at like Morocco to Brazil, it's it's a lot closer than anywhere as far as like uh, anywhere else between like um, North America, South America, and Europe and Africa. But yeah, you fly. If you go from Morocco to Brazil or whatever, you fly through Europe. Then there's no direct flights. Nope. Well, and if you look at the UN map, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> then you also have uh, you have that uh, uh, that island too, uh, the Equatorial Guinea one, um, where it has huts like these whatever huts there. Like it literally is like there the people that live there are like uh, fucking like. Uh, 1700s huts but then they have like this uh military runway for flights well you know the interesting thing to me you guys brought up aliens do you know that that term is kind of a mis misnomer the way the way that they use it because it used to people used to say this and y'all know this extra terrestrial now that doesn't mean that they come from a different planet that means they come from a land that we don't live on Yes, that, that, and that's a good interpretation, isn't it, Raven? Because that literally could mean anywhere. Yeah, it could, it, it could mean a continent that we anywhere. are not to. Yes. Yeah, it could mean, mm-hmm. like, um, it could be, like, a, you know, if you're going back, obviously, like, uh, they, they say Midgard or Asgard or whatever, right? But then it could also be, like, if you think of it this way, uh, like, in reality, like, 
cell phones travel through us like like their sound waves or their light waves so we could literally be living inside of a building in another frequency right you know what i mean like we're hey, in the middle of crazy, rock, right? yeah yeah we could be yeah so i mean it's definitely you interesting know, if you look at it that way right well yeah you know i talk about the rainbow bridge in in norse mythology they talk about the rainbow bridge well what is a rainbow a rainbow is is a is a split spectrum of light so if they, and then you get the aurora borealis yes. so I'm, if they went across the rainbow bridge that means that they went to a different light spectrum that we can't see <laughs> oh, oh shit oh shit do they have auroras in, do they have auroras in antarctica mm-hmm. they, they have the two fucking janus islands they got they got one, they got one janus island in and uh, in Greenland, yeah. one in Antarctica, and then and you get the Aurora. So we're traveling in the light bridge. Yes. Oh my God, I hate this motherfucker. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I should stop cursing. But oh my God, like uh, man, fuck what the fuck, yeah. uh, man. Like, it's all your life. It's all your life, man. It's all good, Paul. Words. I started. I took it on to like discredit you, but now I like I can't. Uh, and every time I try, yes. it, this comes back with more and more that just. Oh, Jen, Jen, right. Uh, go ahead, sorry, generally, yes. Do you know, like, are you aware of, like, how just been mentioned, like, the Northern Lights, like, in Antarctica? Um, yeah, Aurora Barry, I thought are, are you, I Aurora. Yes, yes. Are you aware of anything of that in, in Asia? Um, well, I know, like, in northern northern Siberia, you can see them. Like, I know we can see them sometimes in the winter where I live. So, yeah, apparently you can see from parts of Scotland as well. Well, that makes sense, right? Because I'm about the yeah. same, right? Yeah. I'm in but, but, but what about Tunguska? Um, I, I mean, we there's there's stories for why that is. I'm kind of saving that for an episode generally and I are doing. But yeah, there's definitely oh, stories nice. about why that is Tesla? the way it is. Um, well, you, no, that's not the story. It's a magical story. Like, uh, it's a magical battle story. Oh, like Tungus uh, with the, um, in yeah, the, with the crater. Yes. That's oh, what yeah. Uh, so I've come across um, alleging that it's uh, and then it's kind of uh, hinted at uh, because a Tesla with Wardenclyffe allegedly might have uh, did a test run with his because uh, in 1908 they had that one uh, event that the, the all of Europe was lit up for two days straight really? Oh, what, from an experiment John? yeah that's fucking crazy that <laughs> You know, the interesting thing to me, and I, I was going to get back to Jen on this, uh, the, the stuff that you've been studying, have you ever come across references to the rainbow? I mean, we have, um, I just did an episode with Drew Misson from Missing the Point, and he and I were, we discussed uh, the rainbow serpent in the kind of Aboriginal Australian mythos, and if it's recent and where it's from and different things. So we do have a similar concept in like Buddhism. We have like a, the dragon who's the south and north node of the moon, like you asked me about in the beginning, that he also, when he's in a certain state of consciousness, because it's all about like levels of consciousness, yes. when he's cleared in a way, like when he's purified, he his tail which is made of smoke usually but when it's purified it becomes a rainbow 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Raven, uh, you remember the uh, which uh, the PDF I sent you earlier this week? If you know which one I'm talking about. Uh huh. The budget codex. Yes. The budget. <laughs> The Borgia Codex is uh, Quetzalcoatl, but uh, the Pope, Borgia, the one that slept with his daughter and all that stuff, right? Um, <laughs> uh, so this is like, the, it's a surviving um, Mayan or Aztec? One of them. It's a surviving document that uh, the Jesuits stole when they first conquered uh, South America. Yes. You know, the interesting thing there is, is when you think about Quetzalcoatl as the snake, he's a rainbow serpent. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. Yeah, but his feathers are a rainbow. Do yeah. you know they created a Quetzalcoatl uh, a dinosaur? Really? Yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, they did. They, well, no, no, I never heard of it when uh, General Lee or Raven or I were our kids, right? I don't know how old you are, but no. Oh, yeah, now they have a Quetzalcoatl a dinosaur. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, even right, it's like, wow. No, they have a, they literally just created one out of nowhere. I'm like, okay, cool. They're like, so you found more giant bones. Yeah. <laughs> now, here, here we, here we call them Uktene. Um, it's okay. a, it's okay. a yeah, Uk, it's like a O U T, Uktene. Um, oh, and, and that's what we call, yeah, that's what we call, that's what we call the dragons. Um, right, what, and then, sorry, Raven, sorry, mate. Can you, how do you spell that again? So, so O U T K O T K T E N A Octine. It's weird the way that we pronounce it, but that's 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 as close as I can give you for a spelling. But okay. the Octine, the Octine are are serpents, and each one has its own color. Um, each one comes from a different direction, too. By the way, oh, a different direction. So, I mean, yes, that was no. rainbow serpents. Uh, what I was going to say with that is um, with the dinosaur or whatever that they created, they just added a U.S. at the end of Quetzalcoatl. The thing with dinosaurs that, that just makes me matter in hell is about 98% of what they consider dinosaurs is made out of plaster and concrete. Um, they find two or three bones and then create the rest of it artistically i guess yeah, yeah and you know it's all uh, dinosaur i mean it's all giant bones right uh you know even even uh that communist abraham lincoln acknowledged the, uh, the giants oh yeah oh well in the spanish the spanish talked about the giant that they had to fight in south america and then the one that they had they ran into here in north america when you say ran into, so I'm presuming that uh, they were on a hunt or something, right? You know, sit down. Big fucking dude. Well, in, in South America, they had one giant that stood off the whole yeah. Spanish army. And it's in their oh, journal. When they came up out of Mexico, up into the area of Washington where Yakima is at, the yeah. steppe is what they call it. Um, they ran yeah. into another giant that was leading the tribe, the Indian tribe there. Um, and uh, the Solomon Islands too, right? Marshall uh, yes. Solomon Islands in World War II. But you know, the other thing about that too is, is when, uh, when Thomas Jefferson sent Lo uh, Lewis and Clark across the United States, one of their yeah. jobs was to find the giant white people 
that lived in the West. Giant white people. Yep. Well, the one that I was bringing up though too is um with uh with the Solomon yeah. Islands in World War Two. Um, literally in the middle of the night, some like giant came up and destroyed the Japanese, and uh, there's like a memorials there from both the U.S. and the Japanese about this giant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like there's literally memorials from both sides about uh, the, like uh, so that's for the American side, it's like oh for the. Uh, the island warrior that's helped save us or some shit like that. And then the, from the Japanese side, it's about how, we, you know, uh, all other that were lost to the uh, warrior of the island or something like that. And it's like, what the? Yeah, both that's sides crazy. of the <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, so that shows with the Spanish moving up through uh, Colorado and up into Washington. That shows that there were still giants here as late as, you know, this this 1700s early 1700s okay I'm on. well the other thing though too is um like uh with you and i Ruben, like, like uh i found that the, the, all these um so you know how like the history is that as far as the sphinx right they tell us that napoleon found it right well i found this uh it's a cartographer from i think it was published in 1710 he's got the sphinx and it's wearing a headdress but then you know napoleon found it in 18 or you know, whatever Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's completely contradictory. You know, it's it's just like the giant sphinx that sits there right right on the Grand Canyon. I'll see if I can find you guys a picture of it. But it's I know that's one you're talking about, though. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like missing yeah. the head, but it's like yeah, yeah it's right there in the. Uh, and there's a yeah, pyramid like, behind it. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you know it's kind of in the it's in it's like inset in the, the the like whatever right inside the, it's inset in the canyon, which again no one's allowed to go into the canyon because all the Egyptian artifacts or whatever. And why did Her Herbert Hoover even build that shit? So they could flood it. <laughs> but you know the interesting thing to me too is like all the melted things that we see around the planet um uh, the most famous ones are over in in uh, africa that you can see that these are buildings that look like they're melted but if those buildings are melted and we have signs of melted buildings in india and asia um what about the ones out in the desert in, in the in the american southwest you can see these look like giant buildings that have been melted yeah those giant steps wherever they are uh, that i see all the time on like some stupid social media like the steps are bigger than the people and they're melted. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you Why look at the steps are bigger than the people, dude. The, the people yeah, are like, like, the, like, like the rise on the step is like 12 feet. Yeah. What was, what was that called, uh, John? I don't know what it's called. I just, I've seen it a few times on like social media sites or whatever. I could probably find it. I have to think about where it's at, but, um, you know, we have all these structures. It's not a common place. Is it all right? Yeah. Well, it's a tourist place. It's it's in, in a national park. <clears throat> I want to say I want to say it's in Arizona. Arizona. Oh, oh and then like twelve foot steps. Yeah, like, uh, I'll try to find it right now. But no, um, no. <laughs> I'll start moving. Sorry, mate. I said they're they're at least ten feet. 
Yeah, they're like they're 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 taller than the people stand on them. But the other thing too is uh, again too we're going back to um uh, uh, speaking of Arizona and all this. Now here's the other thing like the Métis too right they they say that their flag is the Ouroboros and it's supposed to be like uh, why are the half French half Native wearing wearing like the Ouroboros the Hellenic symbol right? And it definitely doesn't have anything to do with like uh the petroglyphs that uh, all of the First Nations tribes would have had right? But it has to be Hellenic right? So all sure. that's a lie as far as history too, right? Hmm. <laughs> so, so uh, you guys, you know how I am. I'm native. I talk in spirals. So when Russia was reestablished and they changed back less Bolshevik and, and more what they are now, they started yeah. calling it Mother Russia. Was that a setup for it to be destroyed as well? I mean, this is sort of the yeah, question. Maybe we call you Robin, and sorry, mate. No, this generally. I was going to say this has been the perennial question for generally and I when we've been doing shows is is like what is this like kind of hidden history of North Asia or like Russia. Because there's some really interesting things, obviously, going on in that region. And, like, I think history has a lot to do with it. And I definitely think that um, we are, like, witnessing kind of, like, a second or third replay of the great game. That seems very clear to me. And I'm not sure what the end game is or what the play is, but it, it definitely, there is something. So I got two comments on that. They lied to you about 9-11. You'll never find out about uh, the history of whatever happened in Russia. Fuck, we can't even find out where the, all the the construction, all the steel from uh, 9-11 went, you know? Went to China somewhere, yeah. right? But <laughs> You know, the thing about Russia... A friend of mine sent me a photograph of a, of a tombstone in Russia, and it says 8,773. Well, there's also... Um, <laughs> And what you would call it too, uh, in Siberia, right? Didn't in like the ground cave in kind of giving, uh, like giving, um, Ixtil the a lot more. What's that? You're on about the, the angel statue, what they found. Oh, that too. But no, I was talking about like they had, a they had some where this ground, like the ground just completely collapsed and then there's like another world, like a 400 feet under the world or whatever. Yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> kind of like Ixtil is true. Well, and the other thing in Russia, too, is they have those bells that sit on the ground and they have like this weird dome, uh, inverted dome shape, and they can't fly anything over that area because it just knocks out all the electronics. Hey, here's the other thing, though, too, if you think of it this way, right? So what else is, if we're, if we're going to say the flat earth, you know, you have the Polaris, the center, um, Draco, whatever, Polaris is the center, you know, North Pole is actually going to be the center of the flat Earth. Then you also have, well, you can't go anywhere north in fucking Canada because it's all covered in ice. You can't go anywhere north in uh, um, Russia because uh, you're all locked off from it. You can't go anywhere north in Europe. But, you know, and then uh, then you also have the 18 fucking degrees you can't find either. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) So here's, here's, here's another part of history that people don't know. Even though the Bolsheviks and all those people went through and tore the hell out of Russia, they have been protecting 15 
tribes that they don't even talk about publicly yeah. that they have just left the hell alone to live the way they do all now, this time. Another uh, fun thing to throw in is the McKinder Heartland theory, right? Only makes sense if we're living on a flat earth. Because <laughs> the McKinder Heartland, right, is whoever controls the, uh, like Ukraine and all that, with all, Russia, all the, 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 the belly of the earth or whatever they call it, right? So it all, if it's a flat earth or like where the north is, whether it's convex or whatever, you know, McKinder Heartland theory is that you're controlling that part there, which is kind of going to be the, the um, you know, kind of also similar to the uh, bunting cloverleaf, but uh, taking the full the full perspective rather than just the uh, whatever Europe one. Okay, I'm just going to jump in. That's super interesting, Jonah. Um, also, generally, I want to hear about that <laughs> thing in Vietnam when you have a moment. But um, the... to me. But no, Jonah, that's really... I'm not a flat earth guy. Like, I'm a person, but I do definitely think that there is island i'll tell you what jen i'm not a flat earth guy but uh the freemasons you know i, I see all their symbols now here's no, the other thing great. um now i've done this before and i've brought it up uh with raven for sure and i don't know about that with lee but um so you know, what is the the symbol for the freemasons is it the two saint john's right okay so the two saint john's when are their feasts they're, they're three days after so um and they both add up to 11 which is janice saint john is actually janice because john janice you know it's a short down but um so if you're doing that right uh so the feast of saint john the baptist is on december 27 which is the three days of the dead sun then the three days afterwards is how you get that one and then uh saint john the baptist is uh, the 24th right so then you have the if you're looking at the, the two, the, like the two and the circle point, right? You know what I'm talking about? Two St. John's and circle point. Yeah. Which is a symbol of Freemasons. Yeah, they're showing you the fucking the way the the sun and the moon travel along the uh, outside of Polaris. And well, so, that, like, that yeah. makes that makes sense from a you know that makes sense from a Vedic astrology perspective because the yeah. sun and the moon are on the same axis and they kind of rotate around whatever we are. Yeah, yeah I'm not a flat earth guy, but you know, I totally agree. I just saw say. It's really interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm not either, but all the fucking evidence is there. Well, and here's the other thing, guys. If you take the pyramids, if you take the pyramids in Mexico, and run it through the pyramid in Egypt to the pyramid in India, it creates the Orion's belt exactly well, like yeah. seriously. Yes. So, so Egypt, um, India, and what was the other one, Raven? Mexico. And the, the, Mexico. the twelve longitude, the, the twelve longitude ley lines, or whatever, right? So you can find all the yes. megalithic st st structures. You have to have a flat Earth model crazy. to have it make sense. It's crazy. Well, crazy. you know, when you're when you're being trained to fly, you never take the you never take the <laughs> you never take the diameter into consideration. You're taught to fly on a flat plane. Hey. <laughs> but uh, again too the, like, the, 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 the one that I want to point out is the megalithics so like all these megaliths all these fucking things that we could never build ourselves yes yeah they they, they line up 100% perfectly on a flat earth yeah. well <laughs> the, the other thing like, so bizarre so bizarre well years ago back in the back in the back in the 1980s there was a guy named Carl Monk he did a video called The Code, 
And if you take the numerology, the algorithms that are built into the pyramid in Egypt, and you start breaking it down, it will take you to all the other megalithic sites around the planet. Oh, here's a fun one, too. Um, now, Jaden, have you ever heard of the cosmic microwave background? Of the microwave background? Cosmic microwave background. No, I have not, so you'll have to explain So, uh, if you... <laughs> Um, so basically what it is, is that, uh, basically there's a tree of life through the universe, which runs through 12 degrees to the, um, whatever East, whatever, which is going to be like is where Rome is, the, the Vatican and whatnot. But, um, yeah, so it basically, uh, shows that where the, they found this in the sky. It's a radiation that runs through all the known outer space or whatever and runs right through the planet. But we're, we're supposed to be spinning around the sun, right? And then uh, Krauss, or whatever his name is, who was one of the scientists that was on uh, Jeffrey Epstein's uh, payroll. <laughs> There's a quote from him right after they found it. If this is true, it destroys all of science. Yeah, because all of science is a lie to begin with. It's a Jesuit lie. All from Copernicus on is a lie. <laughs> the thing with me is, is I look at all this stuff that's come out over the last 20 years. And when you start when you start putting all these different things together from from Vedic, from from Asia, you know we used to have access to to writings from China, and they they ended that like in the late nineties. Um, plus, we had all the research and stuff that was done in Russia that got dropped off to us after the wall went down, and then they they started burying all that, and a lot of the stuff that came out of Asia, China, and India, and out of Russia was completely contradictory to the crap they teach people today. Well, uh, I know on social media, they always have that, like, Tibetan library or whatever that they have. Oh, I would love to get in there and be able to read that. Oh. <laughs> my, my one buddy shared me that picture. He's like, oh, only 5% of it's ever been translated. I'm like, yeah, if it ever gets to 7, they'll burn. Oh, yeah, they do that. <laughs> Are you familiar with that, Jim? Uh, with what? Sorry, say that again, John Lee. Well, What's the, the writing called again? John? Like the Tibetan uh, library or whatever. Uh, well, we have the Mogao Caves, which are like has 200,000 Sanskrit, Tocharian, Scythian, um, Chinese, all that, all those documents. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm like that. Okay, okay. But uh, I guess uh, I, uh, what I was saying is that I know what a buddy of mine shared with me, like, um, like the oh, only 5% of it's ever been translated. I'm like, yeah, if it ever gets to seven, then it's gonna burn. <laughs> like, I mean, never and then that. also. Well, no, sorry. Go ahead, Jonah. I was going to say, they're never going to let the, that knowledge get out, but go ahead. I mean, there's there's honestly so much. There's so much that is available. It just, people aren't interested in it. People are interested in, like, postmodern shit, and people are interested in, like, you know, web comics. They don't want to sift through, um, you know, like, oh, I know. Uh, ancient language documents and, and, like, look through them. And also, they have to... You know, it has to make sense. It has to be part of like a cosmology that you understand if you're like translating. It can't just be, you know, you can't just do it cold. It has oh, to, I know. You have to understand. So, it, you know, there's only so many people that can actually like do it. I think people underestimate like the ability it takes to yeah. kind of like make something work. Well, I'm sure Raven knows. Well, well, what they're doing now, too, I don't know if you've seen it, is they're using AI to uh, translate all the Babylonian. But again, too, that, that that's not going to come out actually oh, accurate. That, that's interesting, that genre. Um, yeah. So literally, they're going to have the 
potential. Yeah, they um, can read anything. Anything. No, it's through it's through Cambridge or Oxford. One of your one of your um, yeah, you know, one of your incestuous uh, universities there who uh, <laughs> still pledged to the 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 incest family. But um, yeah. yeah, so they they have a program where they're um, doing allegedly they're gonna run all the uh, Babylonian tablets through AI. Yeah, that's that's never gonna actually go that through like all the people. way. Makes sense, that, I mean, so they can manipulate us even more. Yes. Well, uh, the, yeah, the, the, like control whatever comes out of it is going to be true knowledge, full control. right? Yeah, full control. Well, you know, the thing about it is, is if you use AI, if you used AI on a language that is known, it, it would actually yeah. be new. The problem is, is the library that we're talking about, Tibet, that has 200,000 texts, <laughs> Scythian, a- ancient Chinese, ancient Tibetan, ancient East Indian Sanskrit. So, without having the context of the history, and ancient I- English. Well, and, <laughs> fuck Beowulf. Well, without having the context and and understanding the cosmology that those were written under, the AI would be useless. <laughs> and you, yes. you can man, unless unless. Like, unless. Unless they taught the AI how to read those kinds of texts, like because you yes. know Sanskrit has a twilight language, like that's very well known, and like even for me, I would read a, a text in a twilight way. Like I would look for the secret meaning and things, and the secret syllables and the secret conceptual ideas. You could probably teach an AI how to do that. But but I'll push back on you, Jen, because you could also you know like. Um... Like these retarded Americans that think that their elections are not actually manipulated by DHS, where you know you could, you know, you have DHS who runs the election machines, where you print off a piece of paper, which is then tabulated and calculated in another machine. Like you ever have any idea what that machine does? <laughs> so yeah, no, whoever writes the code for the AI. You know, could well, easily and, manipulate. And, to no, get... I'm not an AI person. I'm not like I would never yeah. use AI. I'm like such a luddite. I don't. No, no, like, no. I'm just pointing out that, like, realistically, is uh, they could manipulate it real easy. Yeah, they can oh, get yeah, whatever no, result they want. Hundred percent. Yeah. I'm, I'm not convinced. I'm definitely not convinced that it's like this yeah. omnipotent, like secondary being, yeah. in a black mirror, right? I'm with but, you on that. Yeah, that definitely can push way either way. But I'm just well, gonna say again, Americans are retarded thinking that their elections are safe with these machines with DHS. But hey, I'll just get that out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here's the other thing that you get into too. Let me give. Well, let's give an example that most people who listen to us right now um, would recognize: the Iliad and the Odyssey. If you read it yeah. in the original language, <laughs> yeah. But if you read it, read it in the original language. It has a whole different concept than if you get one of these damn translations. Even the translations that, that come out of the 1920s um, and came out of the 1950s, they were very, very different than what is available today um, because they have, I hate to say it, they've dumbed it down. Um, well, the, the other thing is, though, too, is um, right. Is they, they create words like the, the languages are one for one, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, but you know the thing about it is, like in in the old days, people were taught Greek or and or Latin. Um, yeah, and Latin we've uh, talked about before. Like when you were in high school, it was like, you know, it was available for everyone. Yeah. Um, 
so for me, you know, having Latin, that makes things a little bit different for me when I when I start grabbing hold of old texts. Um, well, how many times I've seen things, right? different that way, huh? I bet it makes a huge difference that that knowing the different languages. Oh yeah, well, you know, Greek is that similarities. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Well, uh, like again. Well, again, going back to that, uh, you know, that one cartographer that I was talking about that one time I sent you that. You're like, oh, well, yeah. hell, that destroys the whole narrative about Jerusalem. I'm like, I don't even fucking know what it says. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, so, so what we get into is we get into, uh, uh, you get into five different aspects when you're looking at old works like the Iliad and the Odyssey. First of all, you have to understand the time that it was written in. <laughs> you have to understand the time that it was yeah. written about. You also have to understand the, the political, the social um, con- construct of, the, of, of that time. So if you don't take yeah. all that stuff in, into consideration when you read the Iliad and the Odyssey, then, then you really don't get any – you're not going to get anything from it. You know? And they found Troy, which, which proves that, that there, there's some legitimate things, and they found some other cities that were mentioned that are underneath the water in, in the Mediterranean. So we know well, that, that the water used to be lower. Sorry. So, so, you know, I, I talked, I did a whole series about, you know, myths and mystics. And I talked about, you know, a lot of things that people consider mythology because they've been indoctrinated to believe it as a mythology. When you actually start studying it and looking at maps and you start looking at topography, all of a sudden you realize that this is not a myth. That place is right there. <laughs> yes, it's true that way. Especially over Mediterranean, like Greece, way around that, around those areas. Um, well, the other thing I was going to say is, um, with the, oh, sorry, go ahead. I keep putting out my bed. It's all right, mate. <laughs> well, have you, you've done research in, in, in the Eastern direction. Have you come across things that have been toped off as, as mythology that you found to be more historical? I mean, I, I'm, I'm cool. Like generally knows this already, but I'm cool yes. with interpreting things as either a conceptual idea or as real it doesn't honestly it doesn't bother me either way I, I can go either way with things i can take things more internal or external it doesn't really matter well no, that doesn't really answer your question raven i'm sorry well no well, it's, uh, well, but you're like me in that you're gonna take from it what you can relate to and you're 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 more than glad to leave what you have to as as an ex just existential excuse my teeth floating um with with a greater meaning not literal yeah i get you yeah i don't need i don't need things to be literal because of the material and like my background also like um you know i'm interested in magic i'm interested in like uh the occult my whole life so i just think you can't take things as being you have to understand things as being also conceptual ideas because some of the things that you especially like in tibetan buddhism it's too ferocious to interpret as like um as it's, it's not a, it's not it's not an outside external ritual it's an internal thergic process like i was saying generally i'm sure you're tired of hearing me say that phrase but basically that's what it is it's you have to be able you have to be comfortable with like kind of non-dual thinking well, you know, let me throw this out to you and Jonah in general, all three at the same time. A lot of times these stories that we read 
from whatever mythology, quote unquote, I'm going to use that very loosely, <laughs> mythology. A lot of those stories yeah. are reflections of the battles that we fight within ourselves. I, I, that's a good one, Raven. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the one thing with my name. Um, obviously, I've had one uh, one myth that I hear all the fucking time, right? But um, uh, as far as that goes, I I just say, man, all that tells us is that they had a greater technology back then. Where uh, was it the was the fish that caught the Jonah? Was it just a submarine? And he lived in the yeah. stomach for three days. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's that? That's a good one that way. I like that. And you think about it too, right? Uh, so if you like, it, if you look into all these others, so let's say the Anunnaki is one. This so they Technology. talk about like they talk about like um, these technologies, right, or whatever. Um, yes. So they just had man, the god, whoever it was, whatever you know, told Jonah to go see Nineveh. You know, and he tried to run his ass away. So then they they just fucked up the water and then got his ass thrown into the the submarine. Hey mate, <laughs> why not? You know, they could have been rather Wayne tools move about willy nilly. So why not? You know, I guess back then um, they were a lot more advanced. So. There's a possibility. But but then you have the Vedic literature and those people were sky people. And then yeah. you have the stories out of South America and they had somebody come up in a submarine that had to wear a suit in order to breathe that, that taught yes. them. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what about the, the Brazilian the, uh, Brazilian diamonds where they allegedly flew with that fucking shit? Yeah. Oh, isn't that something what happened recently? Yeah, I covered that way. No, no, no. Like back in the day, allegedly they uh, oh, set up mirror. They set up diamonds. Like I'm talking like six thousand years ago, they set up diamonds with magnets, and they had a flying ship allegedly. Christ. And this is an oral tradition. It is an oral tradition. <laughs> so, like, is it that hard for to believe that like whoever the original Jonah was was thrown into a fucking yeah. submarine? No, well, we had flying Vimana and we had flying cities in Asia, and then flying we had, cities. and then we had people who were under the water that were t- talked about here in 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 the Americas. Well, um, the, then you have uh, Kyoto, right? They had that fl- floating rock or whatever, and then that's the Eternal City, the other Eternal City, and not just like the Vatican, but then. Uh, that ties into uh, <laughs> when you go back to Kyoto, the Japanese allegedly came over here for gold and the, the, the El Dorado, right? So, Japanese knew about the, the gold city in Mexico off of the California coast, right? How did they know that? I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how, but there's a there's oral tradition that they knew about it. Jeez. Yo. Jim, the floating city, what was just mentioned, are you familiar with that? The floating rock. The floating rock. Well, no, I was talking about the Vimana and the floating cities of of Vedic literature. Yes, I'm familiar. I'm familiar familiar with the Vimana, yes. And like, obviously, but obviously my focus has been more the Puranas and the Tantra. So we do have that, obviously, ideas, the Durgas, the Flying Fortress. Yeah, 100%. 
But I'm I'm familiar with like the King Mahabali and the you know the story of Onam. Mm-hmm. Now, now, do you know about that uh, floating rock that I was referring to in Kyoto too? <laughs> Is that still there? Yeah, it's still there. Still floats. I'll put it in the chat in a moment here. <laughs> but, you also, but you also have uh, you also have the story of Hanuman. Yes. Yeah, Hanuman I'm quite familiar with. I've read a lot of the literature. He's Hanuman. actually very he's the monkey god of um Oh. We talked about him a little bit generally. Yes, yes, I know what you mean. Wait, uh, just is this to just confirm is this in reference also to um, do, do you remember it years ago, uh, Raven Monkey Magic? <laughs> TV yeah. show. Oh yeah. Is, 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 is it a to so, like, sorry, Raven. Do you want to take this? Go ahead. I didn't. Well, mean to. what I was going to say is, is, is it's definitely related to the magics of Hanuman, oh. um, but they kind of they kind of bastardized it when they made the show. <laughs> really? They they turned it into more of a, a fantasy, comedy. yeah, fantasy comedy kind of thing. Well, so you know, they try, they try to make fun of stuff like that, you know. So, so I just put in the for you two, um, Jin and uh, Leah. I just put in there the Temple of the Floating Rock or whatever. So this thing literally floats; it's not attached oh, wow. to anything. Uh, and, and, like that's what I saw Monkey Kyoto. This thing, and, like, uh, how's that exist? <laughs> oh, I just will say uh, generally about Monkey Magic is that because it's based off of the 16th century book, like um, Journey to the West. So yeah. there, it's similar, and in fact, the Monkey King is a god in in some mm-hmm. kinds of um, Chinese like Taoism. Yes. So yeah. he he is. Uh, what was I gonna say? So he, he's he's a little different. Like he is Hanuman, sort of. Like there's definitely something there. They're related. Yeah. But then I think it kind of broke off because remember when we did the show with Robbie, we talked about like white ape sacrifice in Sichuan. Oh yes. So that is the so that's more where it comes from. Whereas the Vedic one definitely comes from like a different sort of origin. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I was just gonna make a joke about myself because I am a monkey. (laughs) My arms are longer than mine. The characters in it, uh Raven J got a monkey obviously Hanuman, um, got uh, pigs at Sunday, and then they've got, you know, like it was like, well, he was like a guy, but it's not actually a person bird in it to be talking. Oh, yeah. So he, so, well, sometimes he is, sometimes, especially in the older Hong Kong series on yeah. TVB or the movies, it will be a woman playing Taka, but he isn't necessarily, he's a, he's a man in the text. Like when you read Journey to the West, he's right. a man. Yeah. And it's yeah, actually right. funny because the demons, whenever the demons come across him, they always say, I want to drink your male essence. So <laughs> was, uh, that's funny. But uh they, no, they I, didn't deal with the they didn't want to deal with the female. <laughs> I don't know, but it, yeah. it, I always found it very funny. And then Pigsy and Sandy, they are also deities, actually. Pigsy is the is the deity of um brothels. 
And yes. Sandy is the deity of, I believe it's like chefs or butchers. Butchers, butchers, butchers. That's what Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, go ahead. So, so let me throw this one out here since we since we actually have an opportunity for all of us to talk about this. What do you all think about these dual sex gods that come down through time? Dennis? Baphomet? Well, you got please that, but, <laughs> but also in Vegas. Please God, you say that. Raven. Well, Sorry, mate. What was that? Well, what dual I said sex. was the dual sex to gods, because a lot of times dual in Vedic literature, you have you have a male aspect and a female aspect, and they're very, very yes. different. But it's the same God. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely. That's, I mean, that's what, yeah, that's what General Lee and I have been working on. But, um, oh, f- you know, it's the it's the eternal paradox. You're right out, Jonah, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Raven. You remember that um, that fucking uh, hermaphrodite one that I sent you? Um, I shouldn't say hermaphrodite, whatever. But the 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 one that was carved into rock that had like snakes heads that was like six thousand years old. Yes. Like that was crazy. Let's see if I can find that actually. Like yeah, this I is actually carved you... over. It's actually carved word, John. Uh, somewhere in uh, the Persian Empire or whatever. But Jin, while yeah, I'm it's running it's my mouth, it's in Iran. Uh, well, I'm ready my Iran. mouth. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Is it Ariman or something, baby? Well, no, it's 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 a dual sex. It has like uh, snakes coming out of its head. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Medusa kind. I'm Medusa. <laughs> no, I'm grabbing yeah. it. Give it me a second. It's on my. Uh, it's on my. But the reason I brought Artem, that... I've heard of Artem Pasa. So Artem Pasa yeah. was the Indian Scythian goddess, but she has snakes coming out of her legs. Yes. Okay. Well, okay, this one okay, yeah. coming out of it. This this has it coming out of its head, and it, I, it's either in Iran or Turkey. Don't it's, it's in the old Persian Empire. It's Iran or Turkey. But see, yeah, I'm the grabbing a photo for you guys. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's the reason why I brought this up is because in Eastern literature we have we have gods that can also be goddesses. Um, yeah. We get the same thing out of, of Africa. We get the same thing here in the in in native some of the native traditions, not necessarily Cherokee, but but there were. Yeah. The the dual sex, um, you know, for lack of a better word, hermaphrodite, hermaphroditic. But the different aspects of the gods are, are the interesting part to me. And I thought since Jin was with us, he could maybe talk about some of them from the from the Vedic side. Well, the, uh, um, the one thing that I find with the oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that's okay, John. You go ahead. I was gonna say the one thing that I want to throw in on before that is um, I also find with these dual sex gods, well, especially with all the work with Janice or whatever. I think um, the, the Trinity is the, like really the Trinity is the God being able to show themselves as the male, the female, or the uh, like the ethereal. That's the Trinity. Yeah, I, it's the same one. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, with the, well, sorry, go ahead, Raven. I was gonna say I don't mean to interrupt you, Jen. Um, but wouldn't the ethereal be the the blending of the two? Well, yeah, like it'd be like um, they don't need to gain shape, right? Yeah, they they would be in balance. Yeah. So as far as hermaphroditic gods go, I just have to draw from what I'm the most familiar with, which is obviously the pranic deities. So you do have like a form called Harihara, which is half Vishnu and half Shiva. 
mm-hmm. but if you understand so it's half of the it's it's two male gods that they're both together and then you also have that same form so it's half shiva and half uh, shakti so adi i think it's called ardana parashakti that's what i believe it's called i might be wrong but it's yeah it's half it's half durga half shiva so that is also a form and then you also have the form where it's the two male gods and they actually produce a son which is quite interesting actually um named ayapan who rides a tiger he's not very well known yeah ayapan's the one that's that's pictured sitting on top of the big white tiger i don't know if he rides a white tiger but he rides a tiger well, the one, the, 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 image that I, the image that I'm used to seeing is the, the giant white tiger, but it's probably not that way in, in India, obviously. No, no, no. You, I mean, maybe that is, I'm, you know, my, he, I'm less familiar with his iconography. Like I understand his function, but I don't necessarily like, I've never, I haven't extensively looked at like his iconography. So you might be totally right. And I'm just very unfamiliar with it. I just know he he he's associated with tigers and that he's a chandali. He he lives outside of society because he chooses to, and usually he's like a bachelor deity. That's pretty much what I know about him. Well, the interesting thing is he's born of two male gods. Yes, Vishnu <laughs> and Shiva. Yeah, it was yeah, like uh, Loki banged Thor, didn't he? But they didn't have. But they didn't have. Um, sex relations what happened was vishnu has a form called mohini which is a beautiful woman the goddess of desire she came down shiva's not usually interested in sex so that's actually kind of interesting that mohini mm-hmm. was supposed to seduce him but then i guess that's what happened so yeah and then uh, she gave birth to ayapan and then turned back to vishnu mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a crazy story. I never brought it up. It is. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's one that we like. We love our life. That's a rare rare deity, too. The interesting thing is you have the same thing that occurs in Greek and Roman, and even as far back as Babylonian gods, they could change from male to female. And wait, I had the Loki story wrong, didn't I? Doesn't he switch to a horse or something? It's, it, I know it's a weird one. I'm not sure. You know, I'm yeah, only really with, like, my little area, which is, like, South Asia, East Asia, and Himalayas. That's, like, where I'm, I'm like, the most... I'm not, I'm not an ancient history guy, and I'm definitely not, like... Uh, I know a little bit of Babylonian because of like you have to for Indo-Aryan, like you have to kind of understand it. But I'm definitely not like you, Raven. Like you know a lot more about that. No, no but you, you got to understand. So I've, I've been I've been at this for like forty years now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it adds up. <laughs> magic, mate. magic. Um, right, uh, gentlemen, I know um, it's still pretty early where you have like, it's like, what time it is? Like, yeah, we got general up way, 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 I was going to say, folks, we got general up way, way, way late, late in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing before we cut it off, though, um, now, Jen, real quick, uh, if you look at the chat there, I actually threw up uh, again, too, we we're talking about the... Um, 
we're talking about the uh, flat earth or whether we believe it or not, but um, if you look on top of that floating rock, yeah. they have the pillar with the four, like the center pillar, Polaris, the, the tree of oh. life, you know, the, and then have the four uh, pillars on the outside, right? So again, too, they're showing the flat earth on top of the floating rock, right? And that's, yeah. that's actually like, how many thousands of years old? How old is that place with the cenotaph? Uh, the, the dude, that's the, if you look at the what, the link I sent you, that's the floating rock in uh, Kyoto. It's literally a rock that's like 30,000 tons that's floating. It's not attached to anything. It's floating? That's yeah, it's called the Temple of the Stone. Like, if you look at the link I put above, above it there. Oh, okay, okay, sorry, I was looking at mesmerized by the picture, sorry about that. But that, 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 that cenotaph is on top of it, showing that it's flat earth, but on a fucking floating rock that no one can explain. <laughs> so, so I, I'm not saying I'm a flat earther, like the, the flat earthers that are out there, but hey, I love small tits, but beside that... Um, you know, it's like when you look at all of the oral traditions, you look at all of history, everything points to one thing other than what the, the same people who uh, tried to tell me that fucking um, Leah Harvey Oswald killed Kennedy are the ones telling me the fucking Earth is a globe. So, yeah, I'll, I'll believe it's flat. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Like, I'm open to it. I'm just not. I just, you know, there's some that are flat earthers that are just very... I'm that's yeah. it's way too dogmatic for me. I'm just I'm way too <laughs> ideologically flexible for that. So yeah. you know that's well, and you know I go back to the old thing that uh, what you what you see is what you see. It has a lot to do with your own your own belief system, your own foundation. I don't see anything when I look at this stuff. It's it's just like. I go back to a very old Gnostic tradition. You know, I, I tell people that I'm a mystic Gnostic, but, but this is illusion, <laughs> you know, Maya. Uh, well, the, the other thing is though too, right. Um, between the, like, there's nothing that exists without a light or a sound wave. Yeah. You know, well, and the other <laughs> thing too, is if you think about it, the observer changes what's being observed. Yeah. They invert it. Well, not necessarily. I mean, you know, you look at the you look at the light, the the light experiment. When you're looking at it, it does one thing, and when you're not looking at it, it does something completely different. No, um, but I'm saying like uh, when you when it comes in through your eyes or when it comes in through the ears, it inverts, right? It's it's yeah, it's flipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so for me, it's it's like you know, you go back to to, to Vedic literature, all is Maya, everything's illusion. You can go back to Maya, you can go back to Rumi, who comes out of Persia, and Rumi says that that. We're asleep right now, and everything that we're experiencing is a dream. When we wake up, we'll find out that it matters very little. Um, and then the and ways then of creation that we talked about, right? Yeah, you know, and then and then from the Gnostic tradition, or and which really fits with the tradition, is this is a dream world. This is the place that we come when we're dreaming. Yeah. Um, but it's still oh. an illusion. Well, my dreams need to fucking improve. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, <laughs> But guys, I have had a blast. Jen, I would love yes. to do a show when we get a chance. Oh, 100%. I'd love that, too. So let me know or let General Lee know, and we'll figure it out. Love it, gentlemen. Love it. Yeah, that would be a tough episode. It was great to meet you, Raven. Thank you so much. I'm just glad to be able to get on with you all in general, because he and I have had like a year of just misery. 
<laughs> we've not, no, we've not, um, mate, it's been that fucking busy, like, and that much bullshit going on. You know, well, what, all the stuff I've really, on. really enjoyed it, mate. It's been, uh, been. Wait, wait, me. Wait, you mean there's no there's no attempt by the Rothschilds to start World War Three? Sorry, Freemasons. It's not just the one family. No, yeah. no, no. I I got you. I just I feel like the. I just feel like don't focus on the war. Focus on. Oh, I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't pay attention to it at all. Uh, you know, I just feel it's so fake. I just, I, that's why I don't even talk about it. Like, generally, yeah, that's true. Enough, right? You know, it's, it's, it's too much. It's too fake. Bad here's, my thing. here's my thing. All the events that are going on around us, they have a plan. But what they don't understand is, is oh. that there are millions of people who say, no, this plan is not going to happen. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, is um, I say all the time, I'm like, you know what? Uh, when I was young, and I, because I'm part Irish, when I was young, and I pay attention to Ireland, and then, then, did any of these uh, Jewish people or any of these Palestinians know anything about Ireland? So why the fuck do I care if they're killing each other? <laughs> if you didn't care about, uh, well, like, I, well, you, know. you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be callous, but that is how I feel. This is exactly just right, that dude. And John, well said, mate. And I've wrong. said this, I've said this before, uh, with the Raven and I. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything to induce it, but like, like, let's be honest. If a meteorite's going to come and hit the Earth and it wants to land right between Kiev and fucking Tel Aviv or Jerusalem, you know, the world would probably be a lot better place if there's a little budget damage over in that area. Well, <laughs> no, I, no, I'm not saying that I'm going to do anything to make it happen. No, I know you're not, I'm not doing a lot. <laughs> but I mean, the world people would be a lot. Say, oh, yeah, people might, might um, spit the lip out, but. At end of the day, mate, you've got a point. Um, yeah, that's also Og and Magog, too, would be right, like, kind of in the dead center, those two, right? Now, <laughs> yeah, I got one over it. We've got another good charge on. Uh, yeah. Thanks, General uh, Lee. Yes, hey. mate, no, no problem at all. That was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. I'd love to do it again. Would love to. Thanks for hosting this, General. And no yes, problem, I, mate. It's nice, it's nice to be able to just speak about whatever we want. 100%. Yes, I can be loud, but uh, generally, we got to get back together because, you know, when we, when you and I recorded, uh, you know, I always had a fantastic way of just flowing, <laughs> which is different than any other mate. time because, you know. <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah, you've got a point. Uh, you have different energies with different people, right? So, yes, you do, mate. Um, um, you know, we've done some fucking... Some crazy shows. One, one of my favorites was uh, one of my favorites was the one that you and I did about Hollywood and Janice, and there was just like forty-five minutes of me just <laughs> running yeah. and gunning, just relentless, <laughs> mate, just dropping bow after bow. I loved it. You Literally just running and gunning. You guys get to talk about Janice, and 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 General gets me on to talk about the penis of the dragon. Yes, <laughs> mate. Was, speaking of which, I'm about to drop that uh, two-headed. Uh, Oh wait, I'm about to drop it in the chat for YouTube, but uh, you know we can we can call it a day. But um, but what the? Is this yeah. thing gonna copy or what? Oh, yeah. There we go. Well, um, I'll tell you what. <laughs> before you go anywhere, do you want to let everybody know we can get old, please, Jonah? Hey, anyone wants to reach me, it's troublemakerjonah at yandex.ru. Cause fuck MK Google. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Uh, am I wrong? MK Google. No, you know, you know, like, 
<laughs> and yes, that's my signature for my Yandex account. It's fuck MK Google. <laughs> nice one, mate. Uh, Raven, do you want to let everybody know where they can help you, please, sir? Folks, if you want to get a hold of me, easiest place to find me is Raven Kiefer NA at Twitter. Nice one, mate. Nice one. Um, and John, a plug your show, mate. You get a podcast. Me? Raven. Yeah, yeah. No, folks. If you're looking, if you're looking for me, I'm on almost all podcast repeater sites. Just type in Raven Kiefer, no apologies, you'll find me. And if you're looking for comedy, it's Raven Kiefer Laugh Podcast. And and man, I am I'm on 45 different repeater sites now. So you, you, whatever you guys are comfortable using, you'll be able to find me. And that, Raven being, <laughs> that being said, before before I quit, Mahay and I favor to everybody listening to us. And I was going to say, Raven only records one show with me a week, so uh, he does a lot without me, too. So, <laughs> Yeah. You know, you don't have to... <laughs> and finally, Jason. Going to let everybody know what you're doing, please, Well, I just wanted to say everybody can buy T-shirts, support uh, our work on Subconscious Realms, all our episodes on the Mahavijas, we almost finish that series by generally a coffee would be really great and uh yeah you can find me on subconscious realms most of the time but i am dropping my podcast on the 22nd so this will be kind of the announcement show and nobody knows except for generally so uh yeah um, uh, we, uh, Twitter, Wukong Reborn, W-U-K-O-N-G Reborn, uh, Insta, Threshold Saints, one word, and yeah, that's it. And, and folks, before, before General cuts us all off, if you haven't listened to the series that General's been doing with, with Jen, y- y'all are missing some really good information. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Raven. That's actually like a big compliment. So thank you. It's, just, it's, just, it's a huge compliment. That. Uh, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. But Jen, it's all you, this, mate. You are killed. <laughs> no way. Uh, <laughs> we've had fun, I, I will say. It's been, yes, it's been brilliant. fun, yeah. like crazy time. And, you know, we're almost done. But we have a, a show on. Um, Tangriism coming up. We have a, a secret show that we're recording this week about a secret topic that we're not going to say. Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah. And, 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 and with Jin, you don't always have to hear the old English, you know, so that's always a good thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, mate. Gentlemen. You know, I'm going to bust your balls on that. Come on. I know, mate. I know. Because <laughs> you're on thick skin, John, and me. <laughs> but yeah it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you all again um, we'll have to do this again real soon that was fucking quality thanks lads but yeah um, I love you all and I'm gonna yeah love you brother good night have a good night thank you thank you as we move forward anytime you come closer to something your vision should get clearer Am I right?
You are a tool in the hidden hand is using you. Please don't be delusional. The rulers of this world practice confusing you. The people and the priests and the imams have been jammed by government scams. Minds systematically programmed. Blatant black hatred and racism. The way they lace the whole world and nation with traces of Satanism. This place is a pagan prison. The founding fathers enslaving intentions were no different than Bush's and Reagan's visions. 1776 took action. This Illuminati took form and was spawned from a Colombian faction. This is your one dollar bill over. And if you want me to expose the true code of deception, I will show you. We live in a design wicked system. The number 13 is consistent in Masonic symbolism. It represents transformation. 12 completes the cycle, so 13 was rebirth and regeneration. The meanings of the symbol are strategically hid. On the left side, you see a 13 layered pyramid. Over that, since the all seeing eye where the light shines, a sign of the devil watching over you at all times. The words Anna with Coeptus. 13 letters meaning he has favored our undertakings. Will you accept this? Or will you learn the science and ignore them? Under the pyramid, you see Nova's Ordos of Chlorum. Translated, New Order of the World, or the New World Order, authored in Satanic Fathers of Mass Slaughter. The eagle that you see on the right sits below 13 stars with a shield that has 13 stripes and an olive branch in its claws with 13 leaps, which is supposed to be in its talent to represent peace. But peace was always on a decrease. His other claw holds 13 arrows of war set to be released, and the letters at the bottom of the pyramid are fixed with the Roman numerals that equal 1776. The United States of America exists in the deep devilish abyss with truth and paganism mixed. Every president that ever lived was foul. They gather at Bohemian Grove where they bow down before the owl. See, the owl is wide and seized to the darkest of night. And there's a small one on the dollar near the one on the top right. It ain't hard to understand this government was never for us. The eagle was based off of the Egyptian hawk Horus. Thirteen colonies who went to wicked sovereignty and made no apology for the obvious idolatry. Subconsciously, we followed the ways of the beast and pay homage to pagan gods when we say days of the week. Like Sunday, they worship the sun. Monday is moon day. Tia, the god of war, was worshipped on Tuesday. Odin, the chief goddess, who Wednesday is named for. Thursday is Thursday, god of thunder, the mighty Thor. Friday was named after Frigga. Notice the pattern. Saturday is the Roman god of agriculture, Saturn. Frigga was the goddess of love, the wife of Odin. The polytheistic theology needed to cope. The rituals like trips across the sand as man takes the skull and bones fraternity. The secret handshakes would understand. He receives only 33 degrees. He secretly believes in Lucifer and other deities. Many powerful and rich people are controlled by these. They even hold the soul of several of your favorite MCs. Politicians telling lies, tongues riddled with thorns, and use hand gestures shaped in the form of devil horns. You don't fear the city hall because you don't know what it entails. Satan towers with stem cells and sprays chemtrails. The so-called holidays are hypocrisy. Established to use religious doctrines to commit annual robbery. Christmas split in half is Christ's mass. The so-called birth of Jesus where every home has glowing lights cast. Christ the anointed one mass, the birth celebration. Jesus' birth was kept secret due to the situation. The king initiated the death plot because the Messiah was prophesied to rule so Jesus' murder was authorized. No one knows the actual date. That's why sometimes you see X 
Those ex wounds are known, but ignorance affects us. A fraud that was purposely flawed. December 25th, the birthday of the wicked ruler Nimrod. His whole disguise was part of Satan's universal wise. A holy prophet's life being pimped and commercialized. Traditions like lights on trees. Rooted in the Nicene Council in 325 AD. So Constantine, these matters were decreed. The concept of a virgin birth was actually conceived and then agreed. With graven images in the temple. The fish on your car is called Onus, a Babylonian symbol. It's visibly contradictory. Telling your children lies. You need to make them study Santa Claus's sick history. But yet we go wherever Satan leads us. The falsehoods we practice in his name ain't got nothing to do with Jesus. Yeah, yeah.